Welcome to the Magnificat Podcast. We are an international ministry to Catholic women. Throughout this series, we will pray together, share insights, and hear amazing testimonies, typically from women of faith who have been touched by the power of the Lord in their lives. This is a decidedly Catholic podcast, and in this series, you will hopefully learn more about the Catholic faith, God, the Blessed Mother, and much more. Thanks so much for joining us. Now let's listen to a great program. In the 1980s, Deacon Ken and Marie Finn felt led to write a Bible study. Along the way, they met and were encouraged by two saints, Pope John Paul II and Mother Teresa. Marie clearly remembers meeting Pope John Paul II. She said that he was so gracious with that beautiful smile he had, and she said he went on to uh, greet Deacon Ken first, and she said, I don't remember what he said to him directly, but when he came to me, I remember him distinctly saying to us, do not get discouraged, finish your work. And then she said he took both of their hands and gave them a blessing. Well, if that were not enough, Mother Teresa uh, goes on to tell them that it is a wonderful work of God, and I assure you of my prayers that you may continue to do this work which he has entrusted to you with great love. As it turns out, the Bible study, before it was even published, went all over the world through Mother Teresa's order, the Missionaries of Charity, and also the Legionnaires of Christ. This Bible study, the Bread of Life, is a Catholic Bible study. It has the Neil Obstat and Imprimatur and focuses on the readings for the coming weekend. Let's listen now as Marie helps us to hear the word, pray the word, study the word, proclaim the word, and live the word of the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to the Bread of Life Catholic Bible Study. The paraclete, the Holy Spirit whom the Father will send in my name, will instruct you in everything and remind you of all that I have told you. John 14, 26. Let us begin with prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father, I cannot understand your word without your grace. I acknowledge my weakness so your power can reach perfection in me. Send your Holy Spirit to remind, teach, and guide me to the truth. And may I share as soon as possible whatever you teach me. Amen. Our application from last week on the third Sunday of Ordinary Time says, The gospel shows us that to believe is to repent, and to repent is to become free. This week, look around in your family, school, and work, and see where you may need to repent. An oppressed, lonely, and helpless one may be someone who is very close to you. Ask God to reveal to you where you need to repent, and then go to that person in faith and ask his or her forgiveness. 
I need to repent of my silence in the face of adversity, especially within my family. I know, know to, to repent means to change. So I need to start speaking up what I think, especially where there is wrongdoing. I also need to repent of not calling the man that helped me when I was in a recent accident. It's been 10 days and it's been on my mind to call him. I will call him today. He was such a help to me in calling my children before the ambulance got there. My car was totaled and I was trapped inside. I hope you who are listening and trying to apply these applications to your life, the Lord of hosts is here for you listening to your heart. This coming Sunday is the fourth Sunday of Ordinary Time. The Gospel is Mark 1, 21 to 28. Last week, the gospel was about the call of the first disciples. Now we go into Jesus' teaching with authority in the cure of the demoniac. Let us begin the gospel of Mark 1, 21 to 28. Then they came to Capernaum, and on the Sabbath, Jesus entered the synagogue and taught. The people were astonished at his teaching. For he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. In their synagogue was a man with an unclean spirit. He cried out, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Jesus rebuked him and said, Quiet, come out of him. The unclean spirit convulsed him, and with a loud cry came out of him. All were amazed and asked one another, What is this? A new teaching with authority? He commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. His fame spread everywhere throughout the whole region of Galilee. The Gospel of the Lord. Go into the questions. When Jesus and his disciples came to Capernaum, what did he do on the Sabbath? Mark 1, 21. He entered the synagogue and taught. Can you imagine yourself listening to Jesus' teaching? We do that every time we listen to the gospel proclaimed. What did Jesus do in Galilee, and for what purpose did he say he has come? Matthew 4, 23, and Mark 1, 38 to 39. He went all around Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and curing every disease and illness among the people. And Mark 1, 38 to 39 says, he told them, let us go on to the nearby villages that I may preach there also. For this purpose have I come. So he went into their synagogues, preaching and driving out demons throughout the whole of Galilee. So in Galilee, Jesus taught in their synagogues and the purpose he had come was to preach the gospel of the kingdom and cure people, heal them. 
that's the fourfold ministry of Jesus was to teach, preach, deliver, and heal. We are called to do as he did. Three, about what were the people astonished at his teaching? And like whom did he teach? Is one having authority and not as the scribes? Mark 1, 22. Four, at what were the Jews amazed? Where did Jesus say his teaching came from? And who will know whether his teaching is from God or whether he speaks on his own? John 7, 15 to 18 says, The Jews were amazed and said, How does he know scripture without having studied? Jesus answered them and said, My teaching is not my own, but is from the one who sent me. Whoever chooses to do his will shall know whether my teaching is from God or whether I speak on my own. Whoever speaks on his own seeks his own glory, but whoever seeks the glory of the one who sent him is truthful, and there is no wrong in him. They were amazed that he knew scripture without studying it. He said his teaching came from the one who sent him. We will know whether our teaching is from God if we give him the glory. We seek our own glory when we speak on our own, our own words. This question makes me look at myself and see how many times I seek my own glory, looking for attention. That really is the sin of pride. Many times I have had to confess that sin. Five, who has established the existing authorities? Romans 13.1 says, let every person be subordinate to the higher authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and those that exist have been established by God. So God has established the existing authorities. Six, what does the Son of Man have authority to do on earth? Matthew 9, 6 to 8 says, Jesus knew what they were thinking and said, why do you harbor evil thoughts? Which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven, or to say, rise and walk? But that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He then said to the paralytic, rise, pick up your mat stretcher, and go home. He rose and went home. When the crowd saw this, they were struck with awe and glorified God who had given such authority to human beings. The Son of Man has authority to forgive sins. We receive that forgiveness every time we go to confession. Seven, who was in their synagogue? A man. What did he have? An unclean spirit. And what did he cry out to Jesus? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Mark 1, 23 and 24. Eight, what did Jesus do? He rebuked him and say to the man with the unclean spirit, quiet, come out of him. Mark 1, 25. Nine, 
What did the unclean spirit do and what came out of him? Mark 1, 26. It convulsed him and with a loud cry came out of him. 10. Who was amazed? All were amazed. About what? A new teaching with authority. And what did they ask one another? What is this? A new teaching with authority? He commands even the unclean spirits and they obey him. Mark 1, 27. 11. What spread everywhere throughout the whole region of Galilee? Mark 1, 28. His fame spread. 12. What has the grace of God done for us? And how are we to exhort and correct one another? Titus 2, 11 to 15 says, For the grace of God has appeared, saving all and training us to reject godless ways and worldly desires and to live temperately, justly, and devoutly in this age as we await the blessed hope, the appearance of the glory of the great God and of our Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to deliver us from all lawlessness and to cleanse for himself a people as his own, eager to do what is good. Say these things, exhort and correct with all authority. Let no one look down on you. The grace of God has saved us and is training us to reject godless ways and worldly desires and to live temperately, justly, and devoutly in this age. We are to exhort one another with the authority of God's words. All authority is given to Jesus Christ by our Heavenly Father, and the Holy Spirit is reminding us of all Jesus said and did. We'll go into the personal question. How do you respond to authority, both civil and spiritual? Be specific. Give some examples. What are the areas in your life that call for you to exercise authority? And how do you exercise that authority? Well, Deacon Ken, in a book, of, in the Bread of Life book, dated 1993 to 2000, said, with reluctance, I still have difficulty in obeying an authority that dishonors God. Abortion, homosexuality, pornography. I preach against the above. Being legal doesn't mean being moral. Then I said, I obey the authorities if they are in line with God's word. I will not go against what God has taught me through his word. I thank him for giving me his spirit and the gift of discernment to be able to distinguish in the church who is walking with him and, in, and is in submission to God. When Ken was alive, and now too, a scripture that really speaks to me is 1 Corinthians eleven three: The head of every man is Christ. The head of a woman is her husband. And the head of Christ is the father. Even Jesus was under headship. When Ken, I knew, with Ken, I knew he had authority over me. And I thank God for giving me a husband who was under Christ's headship and followed his ways. If I thought this car was better than that one and Ken thought the opposite, 
I submitted to him, but we lived a marriage deferring to one another, talking it over, submitting to one another, listening and honoring one another. We'll go on to the commentary. Capernaum was a thriving city with wealth, sin, and decadence. This was an ideal place for Jesus to challenge both Jews and non-Jews with the good news of God's kingdom. Most Jewish teachers often quoted from other well-known teachers to give their words meaning and authority. Jesus did not do that because he knew exactly what scripture said and meant. He taught with authority because he knew the source of his real authority. The people were amazed at the power of his teaching. And even when he was confronted by the demon, he ordered him out with total authority. Jesus was in full authority because he was in full obedience to his father's will. His authority was not in from the law or the scribe. His authority came from doing his father's will in being one God with the father. Jesus tells us in the story of Martha and Mary that Mary has the best gift, and that gift is the art of listening. Jesus could command authority because he listened and respected the authority of his heavenly father. He wants us to call on his authority whenever we are confronted by evil spirits or of evil situations. We can always have access to his authority as long as we are doing the will of his father. The church commands with the authority of Jesus because of his promise and command in Matthew 16, 18 to 19. You are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of the netherworld shall not prevail against it. Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. We can call on that authority in Jesus' name. And through the power of the Holy Spirit, tell that mountain to go into the sea, cast out demons, heal the sick, or give sight to the blind. Thank you, Jesus. The application of this week's first reading reveals how the prophets listened. The second reading encourages time to be spent with the Lord. The gospel shows the authority and power in Jesus' teachings. This week, listen to those around you and see who is in deep need of spiritual healing. Take time each day to present this person to the Lord. And in Jesus' name and through the power of his Holy Spirit, seek healing for that person. Jesus' authority will reach through, through you and bring a healing, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Stay in the Father's will by being obedient to Jesus' command to love one another as I love you. John 15, 12. Let's close with a prayer. Father, thank you for your presence here. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for teaching us all and reminding us of all that Jesus said and did. Thank you for your presence. We love you. We thank you and we praise you. Our Father, who art in heaven, 
hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Have a blessed week. To more fully participate each week, you may visit the St. Dismas Guild website at stdismasguild.org. That's S-T-D-I-S-M-A-S-G-U-I-L-D dot O-R-G to either purchase the Bread of Life Bible Study book or download the complimentary lessons. In 1989, Deacon Ken and Marie Finn began this prison, pro-life, and pro-family ministry to remind us that the paraclete, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will instruct you in everything and remind you of all that I have told you. John 14, verse 26. God bless. Thanks so much for listening to this Magnificat podcast. Have you been touched by our time together? If so, for more information or to find a Magnificat chapter near you, go to our website at magnificat-ministry.org or visit us on social media. We would love to hear from you. You can also email us at magnificatcst at aol.com or call 504-828-MARY, M-A-R-Y. Until the next time, may God bless you.